little bit. But first, I want to just acknowledge the fact that we are praying and believing for a removal of this virus. It's like Passover, like the children of Israel had to watch and wait in their homes while the angel of death passed over. So we're passing over, waiting for this virus to leave us and, and uh, not have any hurt or harm come to us because we have the blood of Jesus. The children of Israel, they use the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. So we have the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, in our hearts and watching over us. Now, the Bible says to rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfast in prayer. Now, Jesus also said, in this world you will have tribulation. But I didn't know that it was going to be the whole world would have tribulation all at the same time. But we have to continue and believe God in his promises that he's watching over us. You know, he knew this was going to happen. In Psalms 23, it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, Lord. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And uh, that can be translated, your word and your spirit, they comfort us. So let's pray right now as we uh, petition the Lord and ask him for his deliverance. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask for your protection and deliverance from this terrible virus in the name of Jesus. We are your people living in your land as we have declared this is one nation under God. And in God, we are trusting you to uh, deliver and heal us. We pray for the wisdom for our leaders that they are making decisions for our safety and the health workers that are caring for the sick. We pray for the companies that are supplying the equipment that's needed for all of the patients and for the scientists to discover an antidote and a vaccine so that we can climb out of this even bigger and better than we were before. You said to call upon you in the day of trouble and that you would hear us and you would deliver us. So, Father, we call upon you right now in the name of Jesus, believing that you're working all things together for our good. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm glad that we can be uh, at home and at rest and in peace as we watch the Lord work in our behalf, protecting us and keeping us. Now, Charles is going to come and give us some details about how to connect with the services uh, throughout the week. Hello, everyone. It's so good to see you via Facebook Live. Uh, hey, we just wanted to give you some information uh, about our church services and what we're trying to do to connect with you uh, remotely, virtually, however you want to put it. <laughs> and we wanted to tell you about some of the things other Christian ministries are doing to help in the crisis. Uh, we hear a lot about what uh, a lot of secular organizations are doing, but uh, just a few uh, points. Uh, the Dream Center is actually providing meals for LA Unified School District students. Uh, it's from 7.30 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. Uh, it's uh, near Echo Park uh, in downtown LA. So um, we're going to be sending out a link. So if you would like to donate to that, um, you can donate, donate to that. We'll be sending that out via email. Also, Samaritan's Purse, uh, and the president is Franklin Graham, uh, he is actually, they're donating field hospitals, one for New York City and uh, one for Italy, and they've also donated 55,000 face masks. So we'll be sending a link, and you can donate to his ministry as well. Oh, and by the way, the Dream Center is a four-square ministry. It's a four-square church um, out in downtown L.A. Uh, it's at Angelus Temple, uh, or it's through Angelus Temple. 
Uh, also, in terms of services, uh, we're going to have Instagram Live at 11.30 for all the youth. Uh, my dad sent out, and I texted the parents some of the uh, devotions that they're going to be going through on peace at home, on weary of worry, and do your own praying. Uh, we just want to be continually putting the Word of God into our kids and into our youth. It's just so important during this time, and so we're trying to give you relevant devotionals to help them through this, this period. Uh, and then also, we're trying to work on having our elementary class be on Facebook Live at 11.30 starting next week, but we're working out some technical difficulties until then. Also, we're working on trying to get prayer, our Tuesday night prayer, and our Wednesday night Bible study up via Zoom link. Uh, I'm going to be working with Pastor Charlie to try and uh, get him set up with that. And then uh, we'll be sending out a link that you can link to via email. And you can, do, you can download the Zoom app on your phone or on your computer if you have a webcam. So that way you can still join us virtually for prayer at 7 o'clock on Tuesday and Bible study on Wednesday at 7 o'clock as well. If you have any issues, feel free to call, text, or email me, and I can get, get in touch with you and try and help get that set up on your phone or on your computer for you. Uh, lastly, we just want to thank everyone for donating um, to the church, either uh, via link on, on our website or by mailing checks to the church. We really appreciate the outpouring of support uh, financially and both on social media and via phone and text. We just really, we all feel loved here at New Heart, and we all miss you. So if you could just Continue to donate online your regular tithes and offerings, and you can also mail a check to the church at 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California, 91722. We, we continue to appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, and just as an FYI, if, you can, if you're on our email list, it's really important that you read the emails that are being sent out. It's the primary method that we can communicate to you about what's going on here at the church, even though you're not able to attend um, in person every Sunday. So anyway, it was really great seeing you all via Facebook and uh, hope to see you again soon. Uh, my dad will come up for the sermon. Amen. Thank you, Charles, for giving us the details. We need all those details to make sure we're hooked up and connected in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, well, let's talk about what we're going through right now. Everyone's talking about the coronavirus, of course, and we're experiencing what they call shelter in place. Uh, it's scriptural as well, because I'm looking in Psalms 91.1. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we're sheltering in the Most High. And then another version of the King James in Psalms 91.1, it says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my strength, my God. In him will I trust. Hallelujah. We're sheltering in the secret place of the Almighty. Glory to God. We can have peace and comfort in knowing that God is working for our good. Amen? So when we put these two together, we're sheltering and we're in the secret place. And the Bible says that we're supposed to rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation. And so we know this is a time of staying at home and we can build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Uh, the Bible says, as Apostle Paul was talking, he said, Though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the Spirit, 
rejoicing to see your good order and steadfastness of your faith in Christ. So I'm praying that you all are being steadfast in your faith, praying to God and having His Spirit come upon you. Now, I want to encourage you with a couple of scriptures, uh, starting in Psalms 34. And this encouraged me. You know, when you need encouragement, you go to the rock. You go to the Word of God, and it will you know, settle you and, and calm you and bring you into a place where you are trusting in the Lord because it's His faith, the faith that comes from the Word of God. And in Psalms 34, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Well, this is an all time. This is a time when we need to call on the Lord, bless His name, praise Him for what He's doing, keeping us protected. His praise shall continually or occasionally. It says continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. In verse 2, it says, my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. We're supposed to brag about how good God is. We're supposed to tell others, you know, the Lord is working in my heart. I don't have any fear. I am trusting in him. And when you smile at someone and tell them that you're rejoicing in hope, that you're confident in the Lord's protection, it gives them hope. You're spreading your peace upon them, this peace that God has given to us. The Bible says, also, as we continue in verse 3, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. That word magnify is like a magnifying glass, how we put God bigger and, and bigger than our problem. We magnify him. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name, what? Together. We're supposed to talk to each other and uh, encourage one another. In verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord and he heard me. Do you know that he hears your prayers? Do you know that he's watching uh, out for us and his ears attentive to our cry? He says, and he delivered me from all of my fears. How many fears? All of my fears. What fear do you have today? Well, he says, he will deliver you them, from them. This poor man cried in verse 6, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. How many times has the Lord saved us out of our troubles? And I know a lot of people right now, or some people are out of work, don't know where their income is going to come from. I want to pray with you in the middle of the service here for that the Lord to provide for you, as he said in his word, that he is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. That he's not hooked into uh, just the world's economy. He has his own economy that he can provide for us, that he can show you ways of bringing in income that you didn't know, uh, avenues of, of, of employment that you didn't know you could do, because God is working for our good. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all those that are believing for extra income, believing for income to come from sources they didn't know. I thank you that you put it in their heart and in their mind to find them, and that, Lord God, that you will, you will guide them to that place. And we thank you for your provision in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, as we continue in verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. And I like this verse. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who trusts in him. Oh, taste and see. You know, go into the word of God. Taste the spirit of the Lord. Taste his, his encouragement and his strength that he's giving us. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. Now, here's, here's another one as we continue. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. You know, I wondered, why did the Lord say the young lions shall lack and suffer hunger? Well, I looked that up and found out that in the lion world, the pecking order is that the male gets the food first when they have a, a, a kill. 
The, the male eats first, then the female, and then the young lions eat last. So sometimes there's not enough food for everyone, and the young lions sometimes will uh, uh, be hungry and lack. But God is not going to make us lack. He is going to give to us abundantly. And the Bible says that we're supposed to cleave to him. We're supposed to cling on to him. Like uh, it says in Deuteronomy 13 and 4, You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice and you shall serve him and cleave unto him. You know, like a young boy or a young girl that's afraid of something, they cling and cleave to their mother, their mother's dress or their mother's uh, legs and just hold on. So I looked up that word cleave. It means to adhere firmly and closely and cling to loyally and unwaveringly. We have to cling to the Lord at these times. When you're afraid and when you're scared, you call out on the Lord. You cling to him. You stay close to him. You, you, it also means to catch by pursuit, to follow close, hard after, to be joined to, to keep close and stick like glue. Are you stuck like glue to the Lord? Can he, no one see any separation between you and the Lord because you're so stuck to him? Praise God. He wants us to stick to him and be intimate with him. And you know what intimacy means? It means into me you see. God wants us to be intimate with you because he loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants to be near you. And you say, the Lord loves me? Oh, yes, he does. That's right. Even the way you are right now, he loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. The Bible says in John 17, 23, that God loves us as much as he loves Jesus. And that's pretty, that's pretty good. That's a lot of love. In John 3, 16, a very famous verse, we know God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And we wonder where that little, that, why they put that little word so in there. Why didn't it just say, for God loved the world? But so is, a, is a, a description of not being able to tell the degree or extent. It's so big. It's so uh, important. Uh, in other words, you can't adequately, adequately describe the length or the depth of this love. We use this a lot of times in uh, talking in everyday language. We say, I was so tired. Please, don't be so dramatic. I was so tired. <laughs> or you can say, I was so hungry. Oh, you can't. I, I don't know how to describe it. I was just so hungry. Or I was so excited. I couldn't contain myself. You know, when I was in sales, we had a district supervisor that would go around uh, to the areas and talk about new products that came along. And, and, and he was tired because he'd been traveling a lot. And he would come and speak to the meeting in the meeting with us. And he would say things like, I'm so excited about this new program. And I looked at him and I said, you're excited? You don't seem excited in my mind, I'm thinking. You know, your actions aren't backing what you're saying. But God, when he says he loves us, he meant it and he backed it up by giving his only son to be with us. And the Bible says if he has freely given us his son, how much by him will he freely give all things? That's how much he loved you. He gave his precious possession, his own son to us. How much more will he give us all things? And so you wonder, what is this love that he has for us? It's so uh, unfathomable. I don't know any people that would love the way God loves. For instance, you can take his name in vain every day, all day, wrongfully blame him for tragedies that he didn't do, Ignore him for the better part of your life. And when you get in trouble, you run to him, and he welcomes you in open arms and says, I've been waiting for you, my child. 
what kind of love is that? I've never heard of any kind of love like that. And, and God, he loves, he loves good people and he loves bad people. He loves people that will, will always stay bad, never change. They won't receive him. They turn your, his, their backs on him, but he still loves them. And you want to tell the Lord, Lord, don't, 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 don't bother with these people. Some people just you know, are not worth loving, but the Bible says he so loved us. He can't refuse. He's, his love is so strong and so uh, powerful and so widespread. He cannot stop loving us. Amen? That's good news. Well, you say, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know how, uh, what kind of life I've lived. Well, you don't know the power of the blood. Because the blood of the Lamb will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, I don't want to wear out that scripture in 1 John 1, 9. Well, you can't wear it out. God's word is enduring forever. Great is his compassions. His mercies are new every morning. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, you have to know that, that God loves us with an everlasting love. Now, I, I want to go to another passage in 1 John chapter 3. Because we have been adopted into the family of God. Did you know that? And, and he's a good father. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we shall be called the children of God. Now, I had a hard time swallowing that. I know my own father, my own uh, earthly father. I know him because that's all I knew as a father. Uh, I look like him, I act like him, I talk like him, and so I could say, oh yeah, I came from him, but my heavenly father I, is such a distance, I couldn't quite catch the fact that I was a child of God. But one day, as I had some time, I was just meditating on that and confessing that I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am a child of the Most High. Hallelujah. And after you say it 50, 60 times, you start to believe it because the Bible says that our, the spirit within us cries out, Abba, Father, or Daddy, God. Our, our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that God is adopting us in the spirit so we can say, yes, I belong to the Lord. Amen? This is so good because in 1 John chapter 4, verse 16, it says, and we have known and believed the love that God has to us. You, 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 you know it, but you got to start believing it, that you're a child of God, that he's watching over us during these times. He knows that we were going to go through all this, and he's made preparation for us because he's a heavenly father that protects and provides for us. The Bible says God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. Now, here's the part I want to really stress to you today. In this way, God's love is perfected in us so that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And I used to think that perfect love was that we were perfect, that we had to be perfect in our love, that we had to love God perfectly. We had to love our neighbors uh, perfectly. But there, you know you can't love perfectly but it's not our love that has to be perfected. It's God's love in us that is perfected. And that word perfected means to be completed, to be fulfilled, to finish. So look at it like a quarterback 
that's throwing a long pass to a receiver that has to catch it. God is throwing his love to us so that we can receive his love so that it can be completed. Hallelujah. Do you receive the love of God today? He wants to throw you his love and put it on the inside of you so that you can run with it and give it to others. That's when it's completed. That's when it's finished. So there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. And the Bible says he loved us we, he first loved us. We didn't know that we were supposed to love him. We just started loving him. Amen? Praise God. And so you have to know this and, and come to realize that God is love. He loves us. And, you know, I was thinking about in Scripture, remember Mary and Martha? Uh, Jesus used to come to their house and hang out with them and they must have been good cooks because he used to come a lot and he would spend time with Lazarus. And then Lazarus, was sick and he was dying, but Jesus was in another town. So they wrote a note. They didn't have uh, email. He, they had to write a note and have a messenger take it. And I was just imagining what the letter must have looked like. I could see Mary and Martha writing the letter saying, Hello, Jesus. Hope you're doing well. By the way, Lazarus is not feeling well. In fact, he's dying. Remember how you used to hang out together and you would, I would cook for you all those good meals? Ah, no. That's not going to work. Let's try another one. Let's try another letter. Hold on. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, the next, next letter. Uh, Hello, Jesus. I hope your ministry is going well. We always enjoyed your preaching, and we contributed in the offering every time. No, that's not going to work. What are we banking on? We're banking on the fact that Jesus loves us. So she wrote a real simple note. Hello, Jesus. Lazarus, whom you love, is sick. <laughs> whom you love. Jesus, you love him. We love you, but your love is stronger and bigger. Just like the apostle John said, I am the disciple whom Jesus loved. So Jesus loves us. He wants to keep us in the family. And there's benefits in, uh, from being in the family of God. Let me give you three quick uh, benefits of being in the family of God, being a child of God, okay? I know there's many that we could go through. There's many, so many that we could go through. But here's three just to, to give you something to, to, to carry with you. The children of God, family of God, we are led by the Spirit of God. Isn't that nice to know that we have His Spirit to lead us and guide us, that we're not alone in this world, but we have a God that is watching over us, and He's leading us by the Spirit. The Bible says in Romans 8, 14, they that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah, sons and daughters of God out there. And I can count numerous times where the Lord has helped me and brought me through and protected me and provided for me, and sometimes just given me plain comfort. And I know you've all experienced that at one time or another, the Holy Spirit prompting you, and you would say, mm, something told me that I shouldn't do that, or something told me that I should do that. And it's not a something, it's a somebody. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. Sometimes we don't realize that He is talking to us, and He helps us in the big things or even in the little things. Isn't that amazing that He's so conscious of what we're going through? If we're upset or if we're unhappy about something, He's there to comfort us. Just the other day, I missed a delivery at our house, and I was kind of bummed by it. I thought, oh, no, I missed the delivery. So I called up, and they said, oh, they'll, they'll send it to you in about a week. And I'm going, a week? I can't wait another week. Oh, my. And so I went in my chair, and I started pouting. You ever pout to the Lord? Say, Lord, why, 
Why did I miss that delivery? Where were you when I needed you? <laughs> and so the Lord began to remind me of all the times that he has come through for me. And he wanted me to, to just relax and, and be at peace, knowing that he was going to take care of it. And so I said, okay, I, I, I'll, I'll be at peace. I'll relax. And so I just was comforted by him. And guess what? The very next day, the delivery came. They didn't wait a week, and I was so happy, but I wasn't so, so much happy about getting the delivery as I was happy about the Lord hearing my cry and hearing my pouting, because a good God, a good Father, wants to make you happy. Hallelujah. So call, on to the, call out to the Lord and let Him comfort you. The second thing a child of God is, is they are light in the world. We are lights, not just a little small light, that song that says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. No, we're not a little light. We're a big light. We're God's bright character of truth and righteousness and love. When we walk into the room, our light should shine. Amen. And you know what? Light doesn't have to compete with darkness. When light is turned on, darkness leaves. So when you walk into a room, you are light and you should be able to come into the midst of a crooked and perverse generation and be the, the change and, and be the difference. They that are born of God, we have His Spirit. The Bible says the world does not know us. They may not recognize us, but we are the light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So they'll be attracted to the light if you are the light. And the third thing I want to talk about as a child of God is that we're heirs of all things. Now, that's pretty big. That, that's, that's pretty strong. We are joint heirs with Christ and, and heirs of the inheritance. Now, what did we inherit? The Bible says we inherited all things in Hebrews 1-2. It says, In the last days God has spoken to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things. So very simply put, Christ is heir of all things, and we're co-heirs with Him. So I, I wanted to know, what does all things mean? I looked it up in the Greek, and I looked it up in some summaries, and I found out that really all things just means all things. Now, now we use all things a lot. We say, uh, go, uh, my son was trying to get something in our garage, and I was trying to tell him, I said, go, go, to, that, go to that thing, that white thing that's in the, the garage. He goes, what white thing are you talking about, Dad? I, I said, you know, the, the thing next to the thing. He goes, Dad, you're taking too long. What are you talking about? Give me, tell me what it is. I go, you know the thing, the thing, the thing. He goes, you mean the cabinet? I go, yeah, the cabinet. That's what I was trying to say, the cabinet. So things can be used for in a lot of instances, and it means all things. A couple of scriptures that use all things. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things. What things? All these things, everything will be added to you. It also says, call those things that be not as though they were. What are you talking about? It means all things that are bothering you and, and, and you need to correct, call them into existence. And the last scripture says, if he has given us his son, how much more by him will he freely give us what? All things. Oh, my Lord, all things. We get all things. What? This is tremendous. So when you're praying to Jesus... If it's a thing that you need, he can provide it for you. Whether it's peace, comfort, provision, uh, whatever you need, he's there. So I want to remind you, church, as we've gone through these uh, implications of what it means to be a child of God, that we are his children. We are his light. And we are heir of all things. So let me pray with you right now that this would be burned into your heart to know that God loves you. 
He has a, a, a calling on your life. He's going to get us through this, and He's going to provide for us. So, Father, we thank You that we can come against this virus. We can come against the repercussions uh, that we are facing as a nation and as the world. We ask You, Lord, to be the God that is more than enough, that is able to uh, take us through this, Lord God, as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I thank you, Lord God, that you're providing for us, you're protecting us, you're keeping us safe from all hurt and harm, and we give you the praise and the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen. Now, as my son said, we're very thankful for all the tithes and offerings that have been coming in to provide for the things that we are still needing to, uh, needing to pay in regards to the facility. And, you know, just because the U.S. economy is partially shut down, God's economy is still working. We still want to continue to have the blessings that God has for us. So as you continue with your tithes and your offerings, know that God is able to, to provide for you. The Bible says that Isaac sowed in famine, and he received a hundredfold. So I, I was talking to some pastors uh, just yesterday, and he was saying, our district supervisor was saying, that when they, were, uh, when they had a church, in the midst of the last recession that we had in 2008, they were giving money out to uh, the poor. And one of the, one of the uh, members of the congregation saw that they were doing that, and he said, I'm touched by your giving. I'm going to give and write a check for $40,000. That's pretty amazing. And, and, and how much more is God watching us as we give in the midst of a famine, midst of a recession, or whatever we're going through, where the economy is shutting down? God is big enough and able enough to provide for us. So, Father, I thank you for those that are giving, that, Lord, you return back to them. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together everything that they have given to you. And I thank you, Lord God, that we will receive your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. So God bless you. We'll see you next week, and uh, we miss you, and waiting for that day when we'll be able to all come together and rejoice and have a big party, a big hallelujah party. In Jesus' name, amen.